And we're back again. We're back. We're back. We're back. Wow. Look at us. Professionals. So much has happened since we last saw each other. <laughs> yeah, you moved. I moved all the way over to the bed. To the bed. And now I can just stare at you. That's. This is. And you can look at yourself in the mirror. Thinking that it's the cell phone. As yeah. before, I thought the cell phone was a mirror. Was a, lot, a lot of things that are happening. There were people looking at me, looking at it's myself. Good, it's good that our live streams ended when they did because the light went down and we wouldn't have looked as good. Hey, guess what we didn't do? What didn't we do? We didn't do an intro. Wow. <laughs> Intro Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I had to forget, I almost forgot the name of our podcast, No Lies Detected. It's a podcast where we, we tell you the truths that you need to know, that you're probably scared to know. <laughs> and I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Michelle Moore. And we're great. Uh, much. You're here. You're also great. Welcome. Congratulations. Uh, you just found the best podcast you never knew about. That's right. Um. All of, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't expect that to be so violent. Oh. I was like, I'm just choking. No, I was definitely choking. <laughs> wow, did I scare you? That was a bit scary. It was Where a lot. It was Margaret aggressive. did not even move. It was aggressive. I'm sorry. I apologize. But luckily, I had this microphone I can pull away from my mouth at any time. Okay. Professional. I try. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to... What do you want to do right now? What are you feeling? What let's are you feeling go, in your heart? Let's go into the questions. We have so many. Okay. Let's you do have so many. Pick one that has like a nice, interesting oh, title. Oh, God. I have one that has no title. Oh, dear. Oh, it's a long one. Oh, dear. Oh, let's, let's zoom in on this because <laughs> fonts are not my friend. Hi, Michelle and Megan. I wish to remain anonymous just in case. Me too. I need <laughs> this is a podcast where we never introduce ourselves. <laughs> we were just talking. And then years later, people were like, wow, I recognize their voice, though. <laughs> Who is that? Who is it? Yeah, sit, sit in the fancy chair. Oh, yeah. Yes. There you Ooh. go. Uh, I need some advice on how to deal with the emotional drain of handling the beliefs of some of my family members. I, I, I feel like sometimes you guys write these in t- incredibly long emails, and I feel like you just have to give us that first line, because within That's that first it. line, there's so much it tells me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This desire everyone has of, like, how do I hold the beliefs? How do I hold the fears of my family and friends? You, you just got to say that out loud and be like, oh, that's not my actual job. Mm-hmm. For context, I'm a 25-year-old cisgender Canadian woman, and I still live with my parents. While I'm very much in a place where I'm ready to move out emotionally, financially I cannot really afford to because I'm struggling to find a permanent job anywhere. The past few years I've been really struggling with how to emotionally handle the beliefs that family members of mine espouse. This sounds like, it sounds like they're going to be racist. When a certain person became president... Oh, it made certain members. It made certain members. Mm, uh, 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 it's like Voldemort. Uh, 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 it's like Voldemort. He who shall not be named. <laughs> I don't. People who act like that. Why she? Why she don't want to just type out his name? Like I don't. Already too extra for you. Okay. It made certain members become increasingly more vocal about their conservative beliefs than ever before. I want to make it clear that I understand that everyone is entitled to their beliefs, and I'm not suggesting that being conservative makes you bad or anything like that. However, I'm struggling with how to deal with the things that they say sometimes that are anti-woman, anti-POC, occasionally anti-immigrant, etc. The last one is very ironic to me, considering my dad, who says the most awful things against undocumented people, had both of his parents and two older siblings immigrate to Canada in the 60s. Well, that sounds like a hypocrite. Mm. I've definitely learned over time to pick my battles and to not engage when people are clearly trying to pick a fight or have made it clear that they're not going to change no matter what I say. But how do you deal with the emotional drain of people who you love, well, I don't love people like this, and love you back when they say things that make it clear that they think less of you? If they think less of women, that includes you whether or not they admit it, and people that are marginalized. I'm a feminist who's very vocal about her beliefs on different platforms, and I'm constantly making sure that I'm learning from and listening to other women and people who are not like me in order to do right by other women. I really try my best to not fall into the traps of white feminism. I also recognize that it's not just the comments that bother me, but the way that members of my family want to debate issues, meaning that they just want to state their beliefs and find any way to invalidate anyone else's. Even the ones who think they are super progressive uh, make those comments of, why can't I insert here anymore? Or claiming that they believe in freedom of speech without understanding that it's meant to stand up to your government without, I already know this shit. Um, They do not understand that I 
do not owe them a debate or that I do not have to speak. Why don't you just say this? Why don't you just say this when you they're like... You don't owe them a debate and you don't owe them this, but you're asking... But you're owing... You're giving them all of your emotions. You're giving them all your emotions. You just got to leave the fucking room. Because your question is all about them. has yeah. nothing to do with you. It's all about them. I think you got... If First of all, in situations where someone's just trying to debate you to debate you, you just say, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not interested. And then you make it not fun for them to do. Right. By just sitting there looking at them like, wait, I don't understand why you don't understand that. And then you go to the other room and you read a book until you can pay for your own apartment. Like, you just leave the or space. Or you let them know. Or you if, let them exactly this, fucking know. If this continues, you won't be seeing me anymore. Yeah. Like, at this point, because you're setting a boundary and they're not respecting it. Now, if, you're, if you live with these people. Yeah, it sounds like she lives with If you live them. with your parents or your grandparents or whoever it is that you're speaking about, if you're too young to, to leave or, or whatever the case may be, what you need to understand is that people are going to think and say the things that they want to think and say and they're they're going to say it obnoxiously to whoever is going to give them the air to listen and you have your beliefs and your beliefs are not theirs your beliefs are not theirs mm. your beliefs are not theirs you have to keep saying that to yourself because whatever they believe is not yours it's not yours it's theirs it's 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 only theirs and this idea that you have to carry it with you and why you don't and you don't have to explain yourself to them and they don't have to explain themselves to you and you just let them know this is for you i'm telling you believe what you want you don't have to explain yourself to me mm -hmm. that's how you deal with people like that yeah i mean it says a lot too but their if their entire day is wrapped around like i just want to fight with someone mm -hmm. let them go fight with someone else right why the fuck does it have to be me it doesn't have to be you. I mean, I also, as anyone that wants to debate me and constantly fight with me over something like this where they're just like, I just want to be racist and, and all this other right, stuff. That's all that it is. Uh, this, uh, love is conditional. You all realize that, right? Like this whole, like, I love them, because but they just spend all day saying really shitty things about everyone else. Well, maybe you shouldn't love them that no, much. No, you should. I, and this is the thing. This is the thing. I, I don't know. Would you be friends with these people? Because if you wouldn't be friends with them, and I and the thing is that like it's probably not the most. We're just telling you how to get through the world as like, a, as, yeah, a, as your I, own fucking person. I, I just know that I have people in my family that are people of color that are so ignorant, and yeah. I don't deal with them. Yeah, I don't deal with them because you're speaking out in a very negative way and also in a very har har harmful way. You're speaking out against people who are my friends. People who I respect and I'm just I can't I can't honestly be here with you. Yeah. While we you don't share the we don't even see the world the same. No. It's not even a matter of like opinion. It's not like, oh, I like vanilla ice cream. No, I like strawberry ice cream. It's like I don't believe people I should I think people should be separated from their children. You're like, wait, where the fuck do we even start with? Like what right, because we are missing entire levels well, here. Let, let me tell you what she is. She's an enabler. That's what's happening. Yeah. And as a person of color, when you're not willing to disassociate yourself with people like that, whether they're family or not, it, it is continuously a part of the problem. Because in one breath, you'll say this and this and this and that. And then in the next, you're not saying anything because you just you don't you, you want to keep the peace. And what I'm trying to tell you is that you don't need to keep the peace. And at the same time, you don't need to you need to, you don't need to dredge up your own energy either. You don't need to give them anything. You don't need to give them anything. And if you have to live with them, you live with them until you don't have to live with them anymore. And then you start really doing the work, mm -hmm. all of this work that you're saying that you're doing in order to make sure that you're living up to this. You know, when people say things like um, there's this thing, um, especially um, I had a friend say, say it and then I think it made it. They made it into a shirt, but a lot of people were saying it. But, you know, when people say, uh, when um, people my age, white people my age say, you know, my grandparents were so, they were amazing and such beautiful people. And and my I always look, and especially when it's somebody that is, their, their grandparents lived in America, they're American, and they grew up in the South. I always wonder, I want to ask them, like, did you, were your grandparents a part of the problem back then? Yeah. 
or they, did they help? Because to me, that changes the way that I see them. Yeah. Like, yeah. either way, that person, I don't care if it's your grandparents. Your grandparents were shitty people. Mm. They loved you, but that's because, because you were the right because color. Sure, yeah. Like, yeah. does that make them good people? Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. And that's hard for a lot of white people to deal with because it's like, this is too harsh. But the thing is that that's your privilege. Your privilege is you've never known anything that harsh. Mm. Black people, people of color have been separated from their families, taken, stripped away from their families. And now you're in a position where it's just like, I got to walk away from my family. Yeah, you got them right. You got to walk away from your family because they're a piece of shit. Yeah. And they're and they are only perpetuating this problem. Mm. And you think that's the hard part? Mm -hmm. That's not the hard part. No, it's not the, because the world is not against you. So you, you know what I'm You're still going to be okay. And you'll mm -hmm. find another family and you'll find another opportunity to be around people that are going to love and respect you. And, and you're the only person that's even close enough that you could say this to exactly. the people that you're related to. Exactly. So when, that's why a lot of times, and I'll say this, say this, that's why a lot of times uh, black people say things like, oh, white tears and everything, because we're not saying that your problems aren't valid. All we're saying is that you think that that's the hard part. Mm. Like... Oh, man. man, they're not going to want to hang out with me on Christmas. Right. It's like, no. Right. No. Like, like, that is a small piece of what she has to deal with as a white person mm -hmm. is deciding whether or not she's going to talk to her family or not. Yeah. I also don't think that when you're saying, like, I, I learned when I was young how to pick my battles. I don't think that you are picking your battles because no. you're still internalizing this fight, but you're just not doing anything active in it because that because when you have a privilege like that you don't see it as that it's just you don't have to consider it as anything it's just mm. well you know when you're given an option there's so many options there's yeah. so many options for for white people and less options for black people or people of color there's less options for us so on the times, like, I, my friend told me a conversation that she had with, with, with that he had with, the, with somebody, it was a white girl, mm -hmm. and she said, and, and he was talking to her about struggle, and he's so proud of the struggle, mm -hmm. where he's come from, what he's had to go through, and he's telling her, and she said, gosh, that sounds so difficult. I can't imagine feeling pride having to go through all of those things. And and we both kind of was just like, man, that's a privilege, man. Yeah. Because for black people, when we struggle and overcome, we feel great. Yeah. When white people have to struggle, it's the end of the fucking world. Yeah. Because they've never had to. So when they're put in a position where like, this isn't fair. This is un-American. You know, Jay Leno had two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm an American and I know my rights. And this is like, honey. Why, am I, why is this not happening? Right. That's it's why. Like, it's that's, never been that. That's why you have all of these older white women calling, calling the cops or uh, on black people people just do uh, it because they feel threatened and as soon as they feel feel a little bit threatened it's like just following people into apartment buildings <laughs> or fighting with people out in the parking lot for no reason demanding where do you live why the fuck would i tell you where i live that, and so you can come fuck with me and that's that's what that happened to me when i lived just before i moved to um to la i was parked up with husband friend mm -hmm. our parking space was um was under renovation, the garage, so we couldn't park on our, on our floor. And so mm -hmm. we had to park in front of the building. And now normally you're not allowed to park in front of the building overnight, but they told us to go ahead and park in front of the building because all the other cars are parked in front of the building. So there's a whole bunch of cars. So one night we come home and we park right in front of the, of the door of, the, of their building. It's a condo building. Mm -hmm. And I get out the car and, and there's a white man, older white man, walking around, I guess, doing his neighborhood watch. I don't know what he was doing. And he's looking in the car. He's standing next to the car, looking in the, wheel, in the, wind, in the windshield, through the windshield, while I'm standing next to the car. And I, I'm in disbelief because if I was a white man in my car and a black man was doing that, mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden, I feel threatened. You could have shot him. You could have shot me. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I couldn't believe what was happening. Mm -hmm. And so Ellie gets to the car and he was like, oh, you know, you can't park here. And I said, yes, we can park here. We live here. I said, they told, I said, we live here. 
And I said, and then he was like, well, well, what, what's your parking number? I said, who are you? Cause Elliot started to answer. I said, yeah. and who are you? Yeah. I said, I don't need to answer your questions. I was, people, I was livid. People will be renting an apartment and act like they are the fucking, uh, the manager of the complex. Yeah. You're renting a fucking apartment too. Just like anybody else who's living in the apartment. I don't need to tell you where I live. And the, the, the other thing is that I would never ask somebody that I didn't know why they're, they were here. Where are they going? Excuse yeah. me. What do you think you're doing? Because I know what it's like to be oppressed. Mm. where I, I don't belong, mm. right? So if you've never felt like I don't belong and the world is catered to you, you feel emboldened to go up to somebody and be like, uh, do you live here? Excuse me, I've never seen you before. There's a lot of people you haven't fucking seen. Or the people, the people, the people that, uh, that, that, that kill these, these people like uh, George Zimmerman when he was like, I, I, I feared for my safety. You feared for your safety, so you followed him? Yeah. That makes no sense. No one's following anyone that they're scared of. You're running away from. Right, exactly. Makes no sense. So these are the things that, just on a level, that black people have to deal with on a regular basis. And so what I'm saying to her is, girl, this is easy. This is easy, and it's, and it's going to be hard. It's easy to me because of what I've, have to been, uh, what I've been through. But for you, this is your struggle, and you can overcome it. And I promise you, as somebody who's lived through struggle, when you overcome struggle, it feels so fucking good. You do not need your family. You're going to realize it. You don't, you don't need don't people need standing you behind you supporting like you that you know aren't good people. Yeah, you don't need that. You so then you can so that. then you can feel like you owe them something at the end of all of it. Right. Fuck that. Right. Because what happens is let them know they're trash now. Right. Prepare <laughs> prepare them for Thanksgiving you know coming up. Like Thanksgiving Christmas is coming up. Listen, the best way to get back at people like that is to bring a black person in their home <laughs> and crazy. be like, "This is somebody I'm fucking." <laughs> Tell the person you're with first that you're bringing them <laughs> yeah. home to that situation. No, I mean don't just use them for that. But that's the best way to get back at, at in those situations is to be like, these are my people, and I dare you to say what you're going to say. And if you do, oh, I'm coming for that ass. It puts you in a place now yeah. where now you're protective. Yeah, and and you're going to protect that because you don't want to look crazy in front of your people. Yeah. But when you're by yourself, you'll just accept it. True. You'll accountability. Just it. It's accountability. I saw this uh, this documentary, and we can move on to the next question, but I just want to say this. I saw this documentary called Shenandoah, and it was in Pennsylvania, and there was a, a basically the, the story is these white boys killed someone. Mm-hmm. They blame it on someone else. They make it look like and it they was blamed someone it else. On, they yeah. blamed it on somebody else. Because the town, Shenandoah, was a high school t- football kind of like. Yeah. And uh, they were interviewing one of the mothers of the boys. Mm-hmm. And she was like, we're not racist. I mean, we've had Tyrone come to our house and, and he stayed over and he ate off our plates. Wow. Wow. Burn you that much. Damn. Like you, like you, she made it seem like she was talking about an animal. Yeah. We let him eat off, off of the same plates yeah. that we do? You don't just give your plates to someone that you don't love like family. Plates are very... <laughs> I went to Target and spent fifteen ninety nine on these, and I don't let any common fuck just eat off of them. Come to my house, you can use a napkin, but you're not using one of these. You want a glass with that, Tyrone? Is that what you want to drink? All right. Today, we love you. We Today care about we love you. you. Interesting. When she said that, I was like, wow. I question myself daily if I love anyone when I think <laughs> about it. So people that just freely throw around like, we love Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's Tyrone's last name? Right. <laughs> Where does Tyrone live? You probably know you're white. You probably asked him a million Listen, times just to make sure. She remembers the date and time he stayed there. Okay. <laughs> she wrote it down in her journal. Yes. Let her journal know today we had Tyrone come over. <laughs> we used the common plates. <laughs> Listen. I just made a video called White People Are Demons. I haven't watched it yet, but I am going to indulge oh, this please weekend. Enjoy it. Please enjoy it. It was uh, it was an out of body experience. The spirit spoke through me. I I like that you you have that that 
that title because I've often said white people are demonic. I have, and I have white friends. Ooh, and every time, whenever. And I love my white families. Your friends that happen to be white. I love them. <laughs> I love them, but, but I white say, people. But white people as a race. Oh yeah, no. As a race, in we the don't hist- have a we, in the history. Our culture is killing. The history is terrorism. Yeah. Everything is terrorism. Yeah. All any war, any any anything is always started by man or white man or whatever, but. I, I when I think about the white race, I'm like it's just genocide, rape, disease. Yeah, and there's no. It's no wonder now. There are two ways you can look at it. There are two ways where there are two different kinds of people. There are those that are the assholes are like, well, I'm not like that. That was my ancestors, and they did this. I blah, 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 blah. hate those people. Right. Too. No, we. I realize that. No I, one's saying that you were literally there <laughs> lynching someone. Right. But. You you benefit benefit from the things that happened and are exactly. happening. Exactly, that's the point. And to not be able to see outside of yourself enough to understand that and your place in the world as not being any better than anyone else. Right. And the opportunities that you have had, I don't. That's why I don't understand when. Not that I don't understand, but that is the pushback for a lot of people. Right. That feel, they're like, I'm not going to feel guilty. I didn't do anything. And why do you hate yourself just because you're white? It's like I don't hate myself. Right. I just understand right so that's why that's why when i say i when i think about the history of of the white race it's demonic it's 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 it is pure evil do you know what i'm saying yeah to like roll up into people's spot and be like i discovered this like they're not there (laughs) do you know what i'm saying i don't hear you Wait, uh, if, if I'm going to count to five, and if no one says anything, I'm going to take right. this land. Okay. And that's not equivalent to some police officer off-duty. Shooting someone for no reason. Shooting, following somebody or shooting somebody for no reason in their own freaking home. That's not the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, as a white, if I was a white woman, I would be like, damn, we demonic as fuck. That's fucked up. And I, I can... I can say things about me and 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 my people and the race and I can I can do that because I am that. So I'll I talk shit about. White so people. I know. Anytime, just in the middle of a podcast, you're like, say something shitty about white people. I'm here for you. <laughs> no, but the thing is that fuck white people. That's that, but that's but that's what. Because when I I can't stand when white people are like, well, what can I do to change? What can I? I that's not my job. Yeah. That my job is not to teach you or tell you because guess what? I've been waiting in this water for hundreds of years mm-hmm. and you're on the other side and you're like, help me send a boat. And I'm like, nah, I'm trying to stay afloat. Dude. You got to figure that out yourself. Mm-hmm. When there are other white people that, that look like these people. So it's white people speaking to white people. You have a conscious white person explaining to them, look, I look like you listen to me. Mm-hmm. They'll ambassador. listen, to, right? They'll listen to you. They ain't gonna listen to me. Yeah. So we need white people to be calling out shit and be like, "Yeah, this is fucked up." Yeah. This is fucked up. Yes, and the I'm, fact that you all don't think it's fucked up makes you fucked up because pay attention to it. Right. Like, and it makes no sense. Right. So I am here for any white person that's like, "Yeah, my the white race is fucked up, and I am benefiting from that, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna use this." As my my stepping my stepping stone to help change. They're pissed at someone that looks like me saying it. They hate oh anyone they else. Hate it. But it's better it's better that they hate you than they hate me. That's true. Because they I won't lose my life. That's true. I won't lose my life because I cops can, will show up and be like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> right. I got questions. I first. say it all the time. Like anytime I've said it all the time before. Anytime I go out and and I'm with I'm with my when I tell my mom, "Oh, I'm going away" or I'm doing something or whatever, and she's like, "Just be careful and you know, be safe or what." I'm like, yeah. "Don't worry, I'll, I'm with somebody white. We'll be all right." <laughs> it's true. We're probably gonna be okay, mom. We'll be okay because if the cop comes, they'll t- they'll deal with it. Like that's. Yeah, and that's that. That's a regular Saturday mm. for me as a teenager. That was a regular Saturday. Like, I was surrounded by white people, so I never, I was never worried about like wow. that. Did, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It did happen when I was by myself. Yeah. But when I was with my white friends, I would face some some microaggression, but never so any problems. Damn. 
Damn, girl. Damn. It's Damn. true. Fucking white people. Fucking white people. Okay, we have another question. Okay. I think this is very much along the line of the question we just answered. Should we move on? I don't know. I think they just want like a second opinion on something. I think they did things, but they want a second opinion. But you're, it's up to you. Do we have anything that's like... like? What are you looking for? Not heavy. They're all heavy. Why, guys? Don't you guys have any like... Okay, here are some titles. Grief. Oh, no. Processing trauma and dealing with current stressful situations. Oh, gosh. Divorce. Advice. How do I start loving myself? How do I tap into energy sources besides rage? How much do I owe to someone who has treated me poorly? She was 12 and I was 7. Oh, my... Oh! Uh-oh. Keith is here. I didn't hey. hear you. I have headphones on. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. yeah. I was trying it out. <laughs> we like tables, but we're trying something different out. <laughs> How are you feeling, girl? All right, go lay, go lay your little head down. Mm. Dealing with loneliness. Uncomfortable male coworker experience. Should I unsub from my friend's ex? Uncomfortable male channel? coworker experience. Let's do that one. Okay. Margo, calm your ass down. She's like, oof. She's focused. Daddy's Do you want to go see daddy? Come here. Margo. Hey. Hey. She's Back like, it up. Put me down. Back it up. Go. All right. Go figure your life out. She's going to have to stretch first. <laughs> Is there a stretch happening? She's such a lady. Her tail yeah. reminds me of, um, uh, he's a tramp, I love him. <laughs> Bring some new, what that, that dog with the, in the oh. lady and the tramp. And she oh, has yeah, like yeah. the, yep. And her tail is like. Her, uh, her little tail goes down when she's scared. It's so sad. Aww. It's so sad. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Hi, Megan and Michelle. Loving the podcast and was hoping for some advice. About a month ago, a male coworker asked me if I had lost weight via IM, instant messenger. I walked past his desk to get to mine, and I had just come back from lunch, logged into my computer, and he IMs me this. I immediately felt my face turn red. I felt violated and embarrassed. I was so angry. I didn't know how to respond to him. He wrote back two more times saying, sorry for the randomness, just looks like you've lost some weight recently. Just wanted to say congrats if you had. People really, this, oh. this, so mu- this reminds me of when you went to get groceries and that woman just kept talking to you. Yeah. Just kept saying things because <laughs> the awkwardness of what was going oh, on. Oh, no. We're Why not commenting on your body. That's the first question. We're not friends. I've never had an actual conversation with him other than occasionally saying hi and him asking me for a few work, a few work related questions. Um, it's too much information. I told my supervisor and she said that he has made inappropriate comments to her as well. And asked if I wanted to move desks. I said yes. Uh, the whoa, supervisor, whoa, whoa, well, the supervisor is getting inappropriate comments from an employee, and, and then, she's just like, "Do you want to move desks?" I don't know, bitch. And do that's you want to go that to bitch HR? Said it too. Yeah. She looked at just like that. She looked at I don't it know, just like that. I don't know. Just want to move desks. That's the fucking problem. If something's actually happening and not being dealt with by HR or someone that's a fucking oh my supervisor, gosh. That's, I already know the work situation that we're in. Is he somebody's son? Jeez. Maybe. Um, I don't want to talk to him and I don't want him to look at me. But after thinking about it for a few days, I told my supervisor that I wouldn't like to move desks because my coworkers would ask why and I didn't want to create an uneasy work environment. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> His no. supervisor talked. This, see, this is a problem. Is people don't have consequences and they're not made to feel awkward. Like, why did all of a sudden did she move her desk after I said this thing? Oh, maybe I said this thing that made her move her desk. Oh, wow. I said something. I should think about it because it obviously impacted someone in a different way. She's already taking all of that on. Yeah, you just were like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. But really, it's not fine. Um, Hold on. That's not self-care. No. Uh, His supervisor talked to him about keeping conversations work-related, told him there was an anonymous complaint. I've been going out of my way to not have to walk by him, and I stay at my Mm -hmm. desk during breaks if he's in the break room. I know he knows it was me because he's left me alone. I know that he didn't try to make me feel uncomfortable. You don't know that. And was trying to be nice, but I haven't lost any weight, so I don't know what the fuck he's seeing. Here's the thing, though. People will throw shit out like that just thinking it's a a base compliment. Like, people will say... People in general will comment people's bodies, which we're not a fan of. But they'll say it as if, like, oh, it's like me saying your hair looks nice or, like, how are you today? Wow, you, you lost weight, you look great. Um, so it might not even be whether he sees it or not. I wouldn't internalize that too much. I think it's more of just him trying to connect with you in some fucking. It's very way. difficult to approach those situations with with a force, you know, with a like 
feeling uncomfortable when somebody's made you feel uncomfortable sexually. Yeah. Like it's really, really hard, especially in an environment where it, it it's it's around other people. Mm. Um, I, but personally, what concerned me the most was that you didn't want to move desks to to save everybody else's. But you don't want to walk past him. That's how uncomfortable and you, don't, you are. Right, and you don't want to walk past him. So now you're a prisoner at your job? Right. What do you think that you're saving everybody else from? I don't, that's yeah. what I don't understand. By, by, by you moving, you, by you not moving, you think you're saving everyone. From feeling uncomfortable. From feeling uncomfortable or, or, or questioning. Or right. That, that, think about what you're saying. Because you're completely excluding yourself. Yeah. You're the one dealing with the problem. Nobody else. They might not even know there's a problem. They might not even care right. that you move desks. Right. And it's if you really needed to give an excuse, it could be a million different excuses. Right. But it's for you. Yeah. It's for your safety. It's for your comfort. It's for you to feel good when you go to work. Because also when people ask you questions, you don't have to give them in-depth answers. No, just you so don't. You know them. Yeah, you don't. It doesn't have to be anything. Oh, they moved no. me. That's it. <laughs> you know, I feel like I need to tell him why what he said was inappropriate because I don't think he understands. I'm very, very shy and still very uncomfortable with him. Every time he walks by, I get nervous. I also feel like a tattletale. Maybe I should have just talked to him in the first place instead of going to my supervisor. But I think I would have yelled and cursed at him because I was so livid. I need advice. Should I talk to him now? I'm still angry, but I've simmered down a bit. I'm 26, mm. white, six feet tall, with a similar body type to you, Megan. I think he's a couple years older, white, tall, bigger, and married. I'm also a Libra. A lot of she's still living in her child self. Yeah, talking about being a tattletale, She's scared and, and scared of and him. Yeah, uh, you are not your child self. No. Yeah, you're 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 you've moved on in in years, um, but not in your head. You cannot get in trouble for protecting yourself. No. Not, not, not internally. You can't. There's nothing wrong with you wanting comfort for yourself. Mm. But you, you don't have to appease anyone or anybody, and you can't be everything for everybody. And, every, and right now you're putting your, yourself in a position to be uh, considerate of everyone else. Yeah. But yourself. Yeah. I think you're also, you're giving all of this very specific information and I think trying to look for a reason, like, a, why do I feel this way? You're uncomfortable mm -hmm. because of something that someone said that you don't, you don't feel is appropriate for the workplace. And you don't got to dig any deeper than that. You don't have to dig any yeah. deeper than that. It doesn't yeah. have to, it doesn't matter what their sign is or your race or your body type or anything like that. This is just, or he's married or whatever. This is someone who said something that, We'll never know if it was him hitting on you or if it was him just giving a compliment he thinks is a compliment or it was him wanting it was unwanted. to be uncomfortable. It was unwanted. And I have very con I'm very concerned about the fact that you have supervisors who are like, yeah, he says inappropriate things to me too. And are right. like, that's cool. Right. What the fuck is HR? Right. That's, I feel like that, that. And if he knows it, whatever, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put well, stock into fact, what he fact, knows, who the knows The fact who that he what. has said something to someone else. We That's can, true. We can. He might not know it is you because yeah. he said things before. Right. But I think that you're taking a lot on of like, well, I, should I say something now? Cause I don't think he knows. You're assuming a lot about what he knows or doesn't know, and what you want to fight about specifically. But and, pu and putting wait, and putting too much stock into his feelings. Yeah, you don't know him. Mm -mm. You don't know him. He said something that was uncomfortable and appropriate, and that's as simple as it needs to be. Yeah, you don't need to be saying this at work. Again, you've affected me. Again, I do not do nice. I just these are the reasons why I do not because nice leaves you leaving yourself out there in the open. <laughs> there's yeah. no there's no self-care when you're trying to be nice all of the time you're trying you're overly considering other people when the highest person the, yourself that is your the highest mm. that you should hold in 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 that kind of when you're looking at things in, in high regard and loving yourself you love people you hold other people in high regard but you need to you need to hold yourself in high regard and this idea that you need to accommodate people. There's a lot of luggage there. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on there. Um, and you're making that 
part of the problem in this situation and your luggage or your baggage or your, your past or your history has nothing to do with the fact that he said something that made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Period. And you should trust enough in yourself to know that because it made me feel uncomfortable, that's enough of a reason. That's it. It doesn't need to be anything else. That's as simple as the conversation needs to be. And I don't really, it doesn't, I don't have to be a part of their future healing over how they feel about me being uncomfortable. Exactly. That's for him and his wife and his life and everyone else to figure out. I just need to communicate that that's not going to be said to me at work. Yeah. it is said to me at work. My desk gets moved. Right. And then I put this little invisible force field around me. That's right. Knowing that I just have to be here for a fucking paycheck and then I get to go home and live my life. Right. And I don't have to walk past you or worry or anything like that. I'm comfortable. Girl, you better move. <laughs> Get out. With the little tiny feet. Okay. Um, tiny she, dancer, Margo. Is she dancing? Go see daddy. No. What are you doing? Go get dad. <gasps> Where's dad? Did he close the door? Is that what's happening? Very excited. She's Come very, on. very excited. Look at her little, little face. <laughs> a little fucking underbite. She's like a little human. She's like, wait, are you going to pay Come attention on. to me? <gasps> Got that little butt going? Yeah. Oh, my baby dog. Oh, she's my baby dog. Oh, she loves it. Oh, Margo. Look at us. Supposed to be podcasting. Wow. Just taking a little puppy break. Sometimes you get to, oh, I got a kiss. Man. Thank you. I want a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ooh, I already gave you a butt pat uh, a few episodes back. Oh, yeah, that's Grabbed right. Your butt. That was so long ago. Okay. Am I splitting hairs? Would die if you answered my questions on the podcast is the title. So the person's about to die. Well, they're going to die. Then they can't do what they need to do. Fair. Hello, Michelle and Megan. I love your show. My name is Mariah. I'm a 26-year-old Native American Jewish college student, and it has taken a long time to even mildly be comfortable with my appearance, and there's still so much work to do. So let me get to the problem. I have a job interview for a receptionist job, and since I've been looking for a job for a while now, I got excited and told my mom about my interview. Like any other interview, I was planning to dress nice in dress slacks and a press shirt and tamed hair. I say tamed hair because my hair can be crazy at times. My father had bone straight hair, and my mother has super kinky curly hair that she now straightens every day. I came out with perfect finger waves and sometimes wild curls. I tame my hair by curling the front. I, this is like a, like a tutorial, like a YouTube tutorial. <laughs> like Farrah Fawcett, curl moisturizer and hairspray. Well, my mother's response to hearing about my interview was to tell me I should straighten my hair out for the interview. Mm. I was instantly Mm. insulted. I love my hair. And not only does it take forever to straighten due to the thickness, but the heat damages my hair and makes it even more unruly, so I never do it. It makes me feel crappy that my mom doesn't like my natural crazy hair that she gave me, and I feel like I would be falsely representing myself to my future employer if I showed up looking a way that I don't usually look. Yes. Am I right to feel like my mom values society's Negative stereotypical views on naturally curly hair more than the confidence I have learned to get from embracing my natural hair. How do I explain how her words hurt and that she pushes her shame for her curls onto me? And my last question is, if I don't get hired because of my curly hair, what is the best way to respectfully flip off the people that pass on my qualified skills because of something I was born with? Please give me your honest opinion. Your words always help boost my confidence and give the world a giant indifferent middle finger. Thanks so much, Mariah. You can use my real name. Well, bitch, I was gonna use your name regardless because you didn't you didn't have to give it to me. So I'm using it. <laughs> I wasn't gonna edit it out. Mariah Carey. <laughs> Mariah. Um okay, so we all know that you're not straightening your hair. So there's Oh that. yeah, so we're not doing that. That's not happening. That's off the table. Um your parents are old fashioned. Um they have their own issues. They have their own issues. It hasn't passed down to them for right. about their hair and how and, they look. Right, exactly. And how and they assimilate. And also what was deemed acceptable back then, getting a job. You know, when you say things like tame, um, that's a, you know, uh, my sister uh, has a story where she was she was acting, she, she was a lead in, um, as a one-woman show, and it was a white director, and she was playing a black woman specifically a black woman. Um, and during rehearsal, he had said, you know, we want you to just kind of tame your hair down. And that word is used a lot by hairdressers and stuff like that. And that's fine if that's where you're at. 
But as a black, <laughs> that's pr- fine if you're that's where you're at. If if you're if you're in a hairdresser and they say, oh, we're gonna tame this down, that's that's okay lingo there because. But when we're doing something that's has nothing to do, yeah, with speaking about hair, you know, in that way, um, and I'm gonna tell you. It's different for me when somebody says to tame my hair down because in history, I, pe- people who look like me have been treated like animals. So when people say, oh, we need to tame that hair down, that's where our, that's where black women or, pe- or women of color, our hair is everything. Our hair is who we are. And when people um, shame it, they use stuff like that in the in the in the past and through throughout history. It's basically saying who you are, what you look like is is not enough. You have to be more. And then And it's this whole standard of ethnocentric kind ex- of exactly straightness. Exactly. Um and you, you you it does make you feel kind of devalued and feel like, well, maybe if I just straighten my hair. Now see, look, she could straighten her hair and still not get the job. And if she doesn't get the job with her curly hair, that doesn't mean they didn't hire her because she had sure. curly hair, right? Because we can't, we can't just say that every company that doesn't hire, you know what I mean? That's a, because that, they don't want your right, hair. right. Um, and you would know the dif- you know the difference. And um, mm-hmm. I think that when you go into a job like that, more likely than not, you're just a fucking college student that they're they're either going to get the job or they're right, not. exactly. So I think that. <sighs> Talking to your mother about her own insecurities, about how she sees herself and people who look like her, Mm -hmm. that's a heavy load. All you can do is lead by example. That's true. That's all you can do. My dad says all the time, he says, I've learned so much from you, you know, in your adult life. He's like, I've learned so much. My mom says the same thing to me all the time. And I don't have a sit down. I've never sat down with them and said, and said, you know, you guys should really think more highly of yourself. Like I, I've never done that. They're paying attention to how you're going about things. And they're like, Oh fuck, I guess that is the way you can move. Right. Just lead by example. And it seems like you have a really good relationship with your parents in a way that they love you. Right. And that's their way of loving you. That's your mom's way of loving you. That's the only way that she knows how. But now you're an adult and now you have your own needs and how you want to be loved. And you can love her differently in a way that she's never experienced before. Yeah. And and that's going to be what, if anything, opens her eyes. But you sitting down talking to her is not you're not going to change her mind about anything. And you're not going to undo everything that she grew up. Right understanding and, and being taught and experiencing. So right. I think that like in conversations that you have in the future, you'll you'll probably learn more about why she feels that way. Right. But I think to I wouldn't be too hurt over it because it has nothing to do with you. Right. It really doesn't. Right. And she's blinded. And she she has yeah. those glasses on. She's blinded by what what she's trying she's to protect you. Right, exactly. She doesn't want you to experience what she whatever ex- she's felt, the shame or whatever exactly. has been passed down to her. Exactly. So I think, yeah, being empathetic with where she's coming from, but understanding that just because that's how she would go about her, that's what she believes, it has nothing to do with you. No, it doesn't. And you just got to live your life. You're already on a good track. Uh, I mean, I think even in my experience, not with hair, obviously, but with weight and stuff like that, like me doing the things that I'm doing have definitely inspired my mom to talk about herself differently or to do oh, things differently. There are things that I couldn't say when I was 12 or 13 years old mm. that I can say now. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a fight or a, we have to agree on anything. I'm living my own life. You're living your own right. life. We're adults. But not only say, do, wear, yeah. like, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, ooh, I don't ask permission for shit. Right. My mom calls me Every week to just ask, how's work? And I say, it's fine. It's the same, <laughs> the same thing. Like, I'll tell you if there's anything big that I, I need help with or that's going on. Right. But for the most part, I'm good. I'm alive. Congratulations, mom. Another year. Right. And uh, my, the, I can't even remember the last time I asked my mom's advice or, like, that she gave me an opinion on what I'm wearing, what I'm doing, because I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. Right. And, 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 and Mariah, you should do the same. Yeah. Welcome. Okay, you want to do another question? Yes. Okay. Should I get over it? Yes. <laughs> I love when they ask something and it's like, yeah, we already have the answer. Yes. Did that Margot go with Keith? Probably. She's sitting right there. Oh, she's watching l- guard. Wow, she's mad. 
I'm a big fan of the show. Since you started releasing episodes, I've listened to them on my commute. So here's my question and some background. Sorry, this is a long one. My freshman year of college, I made friends with my housemates. There are three of them, all white, straight, and centrist as fuck. In contrast, I'm a black queer woman with leftist political views. So it goes almost without saying that I've put up with my fair amount of ignorance from them in the six years we've known each other. And for the most part, that's fine. But then something messy happened. So a couple years ago, one of them, let's call her Jan, opened, I love when they give fake names, opened up to me about having a fuck buddy, a Trump-supporting white boy. On the spot, I told her I was glad she was getting hers, but I hoped that they wouldn't get serious because I don't ever want to meet him because Trump supporters make me feel unsafe. Too much. As you are, too I already much. know where this is going too based much. just on that. She said too much. Are these actual friends? What are, who are these? These are just housemates. Oh, I made friends with my housemates. Well, she, the, the, no, the black girl said too much. She didn't need to say all that. Uh, no, I know. Yeah. So fast forward to summer 2017, and Jan is in town, and as I'm driving her and my other friends home, she tells us that she's engaged to her trumper. I said I was happy she could find happiness, but I wasn't going to no wedding with his entire racist, anti-queer family. Fuck that. <laughs> this room was like, I'm engaged, and you're like, well, I'm not going to the fucking <laughs> wedding. Right. Bitch, you weren't even invited to the wedding right. yet. You just picked someone up from the airport for no goddamn reason. <laughs> like, calm it down. Too much. And in those moments, I was told that I was overreacting. After explaining that my safety will always come before anyone alive or dead, and I don't feel safe around Trump supporters, I still didn't want to meet her stink-ass boyfriend. This is where I'll... St- <laughs> this is, there's sass in this shit. This is where I'll summarize, but a year later. I was in her city on a bar crawl. You're way too... You're thinking about this girl way too much for someone that you are not hanging out with mm-hmm. that often. This is someone mm-hmm. you, you picked up, you drove around a little bit, you were to, uh, in their city a year later. You don't even live next to each other anymore. And you're still wrapped up in, like, I don't feel safe. You don't, you're not, you don't have to be friends with this person. You don't have to be part of their marriage. Before I came, I made her promise I wouldn't have to meet her fiance. No. You can't do that. And she walks out group 30 minutes. Wait. She walks our group 30 minutes off the specified path to a shitty little bar where her boyfriend is, then told me she didn't know he'd be there. To this day, I believe she lied to me, and I haven't talked to her since. I felt betrayed. Well, you're not in a relationship with this person, so you got to stop feeling fucking betrayed. How dare she want to see her fiancé? <laughs> I do not agree with his political leanings and who he voted for as president. I'm not saying that you don't have a right to feel unsafe around people that voted for that shit. But, just but what I am saying is you're giving way too much power to someone that you don't yes. know for someone on behalf of someone that you barely know. And you... Yeah. Okay, it's not done yet, though. Well, a few weeks ago... I got an invitation to her wedding. Well, now this bitch is passive. She's, she's starting shit with you. I feel like at this point, she's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to send you an invite. I don't want to go, but I miss her as a friend. And it's been a year since she lost my trust. Should I get over it and go? Thanks. Any advice would be helpful because I've been told repe- repeated, repe- that's not the right word, repeatedly that I'm being extra. And I don't think that's true. Um, get over it. <laughs> Yeah, this back and forth, like, I, I, I stood in my truth, which is I don't feel safe around Trump supporters. I made a big deal about it, but now I'm like, I don't know. I miss her as a friend. Like, should I go to her wedding with this Trump shitty dude? Like, you should just stand by your conviction, but also, like, I don't, you're not friends with this person. Like, I just don't get a vibe from this that you're really that close to friends with her. Get over it. Don't go to the wedding because you feel so strongly about it and just move on. Just move on. Like, this, I, this idea of her not getting understanding first of all that move the move of your friend any friend tells you I'm excited about this I'm really really happy and you have time to insert how you feel and how it makes you you feel bad how it makes you feel bad and how you're not going to deal with stuff she didn't even invite you to a fucking wedding and and you were like well I'm not going right in that moment you were not being a good friend regardless of who she decides to date and who she did. This is not about her. This is You could have just said congratulations and then in your head made a mental note and said, you know what? I don't really need to be fucking with her like this. This is what I always say to people. Always remain centered so that you can always live and coexist in harmony with people. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else that doesn't involve you. And... What you did was you took her moment and you made it about her. You made it about you. And though you you have a right to feel how you feel, that wasn't your moment to say that. That wasn't your moment to. So you took that moment away from her, and now you're missing her. 
because she actually never really did anything bad, mm. except she's dating somebody or about to marry somebody and you don't agree with their views. Now, we just talked, we spent the whole entire time talking about people mm-hmm. and family members and things like that. So I can understand why you feel the way that you feel and you're passionate about it and you should be passionate about it. But you have to learn how to manage that and where to direct that because otherwise it's just messy. Mm. And then you seem just as lost. I burned the bridge, but now I feel right. really but sad about it. Seem, and now I'm angry at you right. because I burned the bridge. Right. And so then you seem just as lost as these white people out here voting for Trump. And they're lost. Right. That's it. It's just on another spectrum. So you have to be able to manage yourself so that you're able to um i'm trying to think of the saying but i I don't really remember what it is but when you want to get people to listen to you Mm -hmm. you have to there's nothing worse than somebody who thinks they're right Mm. there's nothing worse than that Mm. you have to play the game you have to you have to sometimes play the game a little bit, especially when you're considering other people that you care about. There is a way to get what you need and get what you want from that situation without falling apart. Yeah. There's a way, there's a way to do that. And if you, you think that you're standing on the, uh, on the side of right, nobody's ever going to get through to you. You're not even going to give anybody the chance or the opportunity, do you know? You haven't even had a conversation with this person, right? Yeah, it might not be something that you agree with, but you could get to a point in your for, for, for yourself where you realize, okay, you know what? This is a lost cause. <laughs> I don't need to change his mind. This is someone that two years ago might have been a Trump supporting whatever, but right. you've never met this person. They exactly. might not be that anymore. Right, exactly. And it might be, it could be behalf on behalf of this person that you're friends with. Right. Right. Exactly. And so that's why I say, you know, people that people that think automatically that they're they're right and I'm allowed to feel this way because I'm right and you're wrong. That's the problem with the politic world is like everybody thinks they're right, but nobody's listening. (laughs) Nobody's listening. That's why I never talk about voting. I never talk about any of those things because nobody's really fucking listening. Everybody thinks that one side is right and the other side is wrong. And, and life is just not like that. It's, it's, it's way, way, it ebbs and flows way differently than just a, a, a line in the middle. Mm. And when you start applying your life that way, you're missing out on the experience. And that's something that I've learned so much this year is... We just want to get to the end of things. Like, oh, my God, that's what's, me. What's the end? What's the answer? That's me. <laughs> but life is supposed to be about the experience. Yeah, there is no fucking answer that you're going to get to. No, there's not. And so you could potentially be missing out on a, a person in your life that maybe you're just not friends with their spouse. Yeah. Right. And, and and oh, I have plenty of friendships like that. Yeah. I'm not friends with the person they date. Yeah. Maybe you're just not friends with their spouse. But I don't think a a, a clean halt is the way to get your message across mm. um, when talking or dealing with people who have opposing opposing views. Mm. When it's your family, it's different. When it's your family, it's these are people you don't even they're not your blood, so you don't need to deal with them if you don't want to deal with them. I think a lot of times we feel attached to our families and that's why we, we take it, but we don't have to take it. If we looked at everybody as just a friend, you just juggle them. (laughs) You just, just know when to use your friends and when not to use your friends. Cause we all ain't going to think the same. And that's the beautiful, you know, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, being an individual. We're not all going to think the same, but don't allow people who think differently than you to control your life. Don't give them that power. Yeah. You can keep them in your life, but don't give them the power to like also like how would you have felt if she if you didn't get an invite to? I feel she like they still have been pissed. She would have been mad. But it's like I can understand why the friend wouldn't send anything. The friend because at that point on that end would be like, Oh, okay, well, this is not right. But she obviously cares about you. She wants you to be there. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be there. You could just send a gift. Yeah, to you her, could just send, to send her. a gift. And explain to her, like, I love you. 
and hopefully don't know how comfortable I'll be, but just just say I love you and I hope you have a beautiful wedding, but I'm not going to be able to attend. Don't start talking about why you can't attend. Don't do that. Don't drag up all this. shit. Don't do that. That's not your that's not your time, hon. Okay, next. Okay. Divorce. Okay, so it all starts two years ago. My father comes out to my mother saying he's been cheating on her for eight months when I was 17. It felt like my whole life was destroyed. I started drinking and doing drugs, weed and Ritalin. I started mm-hmm. cutting myself and all that shit. So throughout this time, we still talked. I have a confli- this isn't well written. I have a conflicting feeling of yes, he's still my dad and I love him, but fuck you for ruining me and my mom's life. And I still feel this two years later. We still talk and see each other on holidays, and sometimes when he comes to town, it's about four hours away. Now he's not telling us his new girlfriend is coming and also her kids. This makes me want to scream. Sometimes I just want to see him and not her. He supports me financially whenever I ask. So my question is, should I confront him about it? I love you both. I love the idea of you pay my rent, but fuck you. (laughs) I love you both in the podcast. Also, thank you again, Michelle, for sharing my painting. Also, tell me what's wrong with me. I'm an Aries. Oh, um. Michelle was about to go in on that ass, and now she's like, oh, no, well, you no, drew no, me no. in. I, I love that. I loved that painting. Um, okay, first of all, I'll, I'll, I'll fill in a little bit here. Uh, your parents' relationship has nothing to fucking do right. with you. I was going to say that, and I, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not at all. But that doesn't mean it's not going to affect you because they still are your nope, parents. It definitely does. It's going to affect you, right? But what you can do is now the ball's in your court. Because now you, the relationship, the relationship is not you and your parents. It's you and your mom and then you, you and, and your, your dad. dad. So you can create the relationship that you want with your dad. And you can cr- make those boundaries now. Mm-hmm. You have that right. Yeah. You have that right. So you, you can, can say, say when, I, when you come into town, I just want to hang out I with you. I just want to hang out with you. I don't want to see, I don't want to see your girlfriend. I don't want to be around that right now. I can't handle it. Whatever it is that you need to say. And if your your father loves you and cares about you, he's going to respect that. He might be one of those dads or one of those parents that's like, well, no, you have to accept my, my, right. the and person if, that I'm with. And if he's like that, then, then you'll have to say to him, I've said what I've said. Yeah. And this is my this is my wish. I think in a, in a, in a perfect scenario, your dad would realize, maybe that's through you saying it, but... That he has to win back a relationship with yeah. you because you he has do to win feel betrayed on behalf of your mom. Of course. And that it's not saying that maybe you'll never accept who he's with, but for right now, you guys need to work on your relationship, with has, which has nothing to, to do, do with, with your mom and has nothing to exactly. do with this girlfriend. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why you need to separate your mom yeah. and, and your dad's relationship from, from you. Yeah. Because now it's multiplied. Because before you saw them as one, and now they're two. And and neither have to do with the other thing. And whatever your mom's doing or not doing, that's her decision for that relationship with that person. If you want a relationship with your with your dad, there's going to have to be some, some rules and boundaries that are set until you can rebuild that trust again. Yeah. And, and you having a relationship with your dad is not disrespectful to your mom. And if your mother makes you feel that way, you need to let her know that that's not something that you're going to accept either. Because yeah. that is them. That's the two of them now putting their stuff on you. Yeah. And that's, that, that's, that's not a good place to be. Which is very possible because it's been only a few years. And I right. feel like that is shit that really needs to be dealt with individually. Right. On their, right. Own, on their own side. Right. But I would say that your dad did not ruin you and your mother's life. Mm-mm. Your dad did something. He betrayed your mom. The relationship is over, and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily make him a, a bad person, but it, that's all dependent on how he deals with this betrayal and exactly. how he deals with rebuilding the relationship. Exactly. If he's like my trash father who's like, I didn't do anything. You have pictures of my dick on my... Like, I didn't do any. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're crazy that's trash. Well, that, so that we is trash. Yeah. Right. And I have my own uh, situation in, in my family and my dad has a, has a, uh, my parents stay together, but he has another child and we, we had to, we had to do a lot of work through that and rebuild my, rebuild, rebuild trust. And, and, and my dad has done that immensely. And my, 
and kind Sometimes of people fuck up. Yeah, it happens. Like it's it, and I understand it now more than ever as an adult. But it it happens, and and as you get older, hopefully your 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 husband your your father is someone that you will see. He's that he's not a bad person. He was just unhappy. Yeah. He was in the wrong relationship for him. Right. And it, and it's unfortunate. The wrong person. And it's unfortunate, but you know what? Things work out that way so that you don't have to endure seeing a breakdown that could have been way worse. Oh yeah. And I think that you dealt with your pain in the way that you needed to, which, you know, you're looking back and you're like I was doing drugs and I'm cutting myself and all that, but like you get to make a choice in how you deal and and focus that pain because that's a beautiful thing now you don't have to hurt yourself because you feel hurt right you're an adult now so you can you can choose to make your life better with or without them true like that's the beautiful thing about that and why would you want to and i like i I always say you know sometimes you got to mourn your parents while they're living because sometimes they just turn up to be turn out to be shitty people Mm -hmm. so sometimes people live long enough to disappoint you yeah (laughs) Which is most of them. Good luck. Oh my gosh. Good luck. Okay, I'm going to do one more question. One more. Dealing with loneliness. Hey, Megan and Michelle. Love the both of you and all that you do. To start off with, because I know you'll ask if I don't say. We won't. I'm 22. My son is Sagittarius, rising in Cancer, and Moon in Aries. (gasps) Oh, she's close to me. Oh, read me. So for the most part. Her rising is, is Cancer? Rising is Cancer. Oh, okay. She's like you and me combined. My moon is Cancer. So. Oh. Yeah, my rising is right on the cusp of Pisces and Aquarius. Oh, interesting. There you go. Yeah. So for the most part, I'm so, I'm so happy with my life. I'm studying a Bachelor of Social Work, which I love. I can support myself with my part-time job, and I'm focusing on my mental and physical health. During the day, I'm busy, content, and focused, but every now and then, I'll be in bed getting ready to go to sleep and just feel so lonely. Sometimes I'll wake touch up in the yourself. morning and just, <laughs> just touch yourself. Use promo code Megan at me.com <laughs> for 50% off of almost any one item with free shipping in the U.S. and Canada. This bitch. Give her a job, somebody. She need to work on the prices right or something. <laughs> I just have that saying, memorized for forever. <laughs> um, let's see. Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and just wish there was someone there beside me. I know I'm so young and I've got great friends who definitely help, but I just can't help but feel lonely sometimes. And feel like I should be with someone. And I know that I'm complete by myself. But if either of you... (laughs) I know what you're going to say, so I'm going to tell you. Uh, I know that I'm complete by myself. But if either of you have any advice with coping and managing with this, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. Love you both. Lauren, you can say my name. Bitch, I was going to say your name because you... What is that? I'm just warning you all now. If you write something, I'm reading it. Right. I'm not going to read your email you, if address you don't, name. If you don't want us to say your name, don't say that say in the beginning. It, don't say it. Say it in the but beginning. But Lauren wants us to say it. Uh, I, mm. A little Sagittarius, babe. Yes. Happy with work. Happy with a bu- f- figuring out a bunch of other stuff. Sometimes going to sleep at night, feeling lonely, waking up, feeling like I should be with someone. Okay. So uh, I want to say this. Something's telling me to tell you. What you do is not who you are. And so, like, you're so proud of everything that you're doing, all your accomplishments, and that's great. And then you feel like, what? well, I feel alone in this department, and why is every everything else working out here, but in this situation, it's not. Welcome to life. <laughs> yeah, that's just life, right? Can you imagine having a great job and making enough money and being and, in love with the person? And loving having sex with that person. And wanting to fuck them as well as talk to them. Whose life is that? Who? I've never met. Never. Never. Never experienced. <laughs> never. Never. Like Not a, even a rich white man has that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I just think that when it comes to feeling alone, it, it's, it, it, it's almost kind of like your, your soul and your spirit speaking to you and loving you and saying, I'm all you need. And you're, and you're pushing it away and you're pushing it away. And when you said, they said, I know that, what did they say? I know that self, what did she say? What was the sentence that she said? She said, or he said, or oh, she, yeah. they said, I know that I'm complete by myself. No, you don't. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have to say that. You know that you've heard that you're complete by right, yourself. Right, right. And, and that's, how, that's what we were going to say. And that's how she said it. That's how she said it. 
I know that I'm complete by myself. Yeah, but no, if either of you have any advice. Nah, 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 because that but. Yeah. I, you still need advice because if, if, you, if you knew it, if you truly knew it and believed it and lived it, you, we wouldn't be writing us. Yeah. So um, I think that when you're dealing with feeling alone, but you feel alone. Hmm. You don't want to feel it because everything else is working so well in your life. You feel good about everything else. And this is the one thing that sometimes just you're just like, mm. and as a Sagittarius, we want to feel good with everything. Mm. And when it doesn't feel right, Bitch, we're like, this is why I got so much of you in my fucking chart, because that's me. <laughs> yeah, we want to feel good about everything. Oh, and because because and when we don't, we feel like something's wrong. Something our intuition telling us that this isn't it. Right. This is a sign or whatever. And it's not a sign, honey. You just don't have anybody presently that you're waking up to in the morning. But you are waking up to yourself. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Ooh, you're waking enjoy up. Enjoy this shit, too, because at some it. point, someone's going to come along and you're going to get wrapped up in that shit. And it's going to be all of your emotional fucking labor going exactly. into that. Exactly. Enjoy this time that you have by yourself that you might not have again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least not for a while once right. you find someone. Right. Because you know what? That someone that you're longing for could be a child and you probably ain't ready for that either. Just yeah. be careful what you ask. You need to. You the need- universe for. Because people are like, I feel alone. I just want someone to wake up to. Okay, here's a baby. Like, that's not you what gotta, you, you want. You got to be specific. <laughs> you have to be specific. And you don't know what you want. They're like, here, a sibling's moving in, in your, into your apartment in your roommate now. Right. Now you have someone with you all the time. You're like, I did not want Ooh, to feel like not I was what I fucking wanted. 15 years right, old again. Right, exactly. Just be where you're at. You want someone to fill a spot because you feel an emptiness and you f- assume that that's, supposed, that's a human-shaped spot. Right. And it's not. It's not. Because no one's going to come along and fill that for you. Even and anyone that you think could, you're going to resent when they, they fail you in some kind of right. way. Right. You have to, uh, Eartha Kitt said, uh, she said, I want someone to share me with me. Mm. That is the most poignant thing in a relationship. Yeah. Don't change yourself. Don't be, you, you, don't, you don't need anyone. And anyone who comes in your life is to share you with them. Be who you are. Because this idea that that you need someone to wake up to and and you're already telling yourself how many how many times you're going to change over for this person. Mm. Why? Just just continue to live your life. Be who you are and they'll find you. They'll flock to you. Your friends, new friends, whatever, old friends that you haven't talked to. Everybody will reconnect. You're going to reconnect. We're supposed to who you're supposed to reconnect with. So just let you that might not shit. be ready for the person that you want either. No, so you need no. to take the time. I promise you, you're not. <laughs> Michelle said no. <laughs> All right, I'm done with you. Okay, we still have other questions, but we'll save them for another podcast. Uh, reminder that if you want advice, you can email us at noliesdetected at gmail.com. There's also a Google voice number, which uh, is in the bio for all of our podcast episodes. You can look that up because I don't have it in front of me. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Sorry. You can find the podcast on iTunes. Uh, Oh my God, I'm getting more kisses. Oh, hi. I know I'm going to come get you. I bet you have to go outside. I bet that's what this is. Um, You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, all those fun places. You can also find me at Megan Tanjas on most things. And me, Michelle Moore, M-I-S-H-A-L-M-O-O-R-E on any forum, <laughs> any th- site. <laughs> Google it. And Google thank it. you. <laughs> thank you for spending your Wednesday with us. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. And incriminate me however you want. Have fun, bitch. <laughs>